0: Um, so this morning, I, I want to talk about something that for the last couple of years has kind of been on my heart, and it's kind of been, you know, it, it's it's just always been there on top of everything else God's been doing, what He's been speaking. There's, there's been this thing going on uh, inside of me, and it's really been a, a focus for me personally in my relationship with God, uh, in my study of, of His Word, in trying to understand and grasp more uh, of, of, of His Word, and it has to do with knowing the truth, which I think is something that all of us desire. We want to know the truth. We, 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 we want to understand the truth. But, but, but even more than just knowing the truth, but understanding what truth is. Because there's so many things in this world that want to claim to be true. You could talk to multiple different people from different nations, from different backgrounds, from different walks of life, and each would have their own claim of what truth is. One would say that this is true. Another would say that this is true. But I want to know what Scripture tells me is truth. I want to know and I want to understand what God says is absolute truth. I, I, I don't want to be fooled, I, I don't want to be tricked, I, I don't want to be deceived by any lie of the world or any half-truth. Because if I'm being honest, in, in, in the past, and I think we're all probably in this boat, we, we've been deceived by half-truths. And we've maybe believed things about Scripture because we heard somebody say it one time and it sounded good. Maybe it was even a pastor who said it. And and, and we've taken what they said and just accepted it as truth. But then you can go years and years down the track and then you, you may read it for yourself or circumstances will arise in your life and suddenly that thing that you believed was absolutely true turns out to not be true and it's not actually what the word of God says about you or about a circumstance or a situation and so it's important as believers that we know the truth like what exactly do we believe as Christians and why do we believe it like what exactly is it that we believe that makes us Christians, that separates us from every other religion, or belief system on the face of the planet? What is it that separates What do we believe and why do we believe it? And, and what is the evidence that we have to justify what we say we believe? Right. What is the evidence that we have to justify what we say we believe? And these are all important questions, and we're not going to get to the bottom of absolutely all of this today. But I hope that over, you know, the coming weeks we can kind of uh, just expand on all of these, uh, on all of these ideas, and get to this base understanding of, of truth. And, and so, so why is it that we believe the truth? Because again, there are many different faiths, stories from all nations and cultures on this earth that are told as truth. Uh, and between all of these stories, there are so many contradictions. Like they, they don't line up with each other. You you you, you can't put them in, in the same category. So the reality is, they can't all be true. And yet, that nation or that culture or that people group, whatever, would believe that that is absolutely true. I remember uh, growing up, we had some uh, some uh, some books uh, when I was little about the. Um, the Aboriginal Dreamtime story, because we had uh, foster kids, mum and dad had foster kids, and they were uh, uh, Aboriginal kids, so we had, you know, the books. And I remember reading those books as a kid and having those books read to me and, like, these incredible, you know, stories uh, about what the Aboriginal people believed about how the world came into being. And there's one where there's this great snake, and I can't remember the reality, but this great snake somehow was involved in the creation of the world. And, And, you know, and so... Being young, you're reading these these stories and you're being told, well, that's how the world came to be. And so, okay, in, 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 in my little mind, so, well, that must be truth because this book is teaching me truth about how that came into the world. And then you flash forward to the future and, and coming to, to know God, and even brought up a, a, in the Catholic Church a, a little bit, you know, what was taught in church was different to what. I was taught was truth in these storybooks. So in your head, you well, okay, well they can't both be true. It's impossible for both of these to be true because they don't line up. They contradict each other. Either God created the world or this snake serpent thing created the world. Like they can't both have done. It was one or the other. And so it's just so important that we know what truth is, what we believe, why we believe it, right? And and, and and we need to be able as believers and as Christians to learn to recognize, or, or better word, learn to discern what is true and what is false when it comes to Scripture. And I'm not saying that Scripture is false. What I'm saying is when we hear somebody speak and and, and tell us about Scripture. So you should be doing this with everything that... that I'm saying when we hear somebody speak about scripture, having the ability and the knowledge and the understanding to discern in ourselves, hey, that person's got it right and they understand the truth or the ability to discern and say, that's actually not quite right. Because you can't just take on board everything that everybody says. Just because somebody has a platform and stands up the front and just because I have this opportunity, it doesn't mean that you should just naturally, without any thought behind it, take on board everything I say to you. Because I am a man, I, 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 I am, I'm just like anybody else in this place, and there are moments where I, I get things wrong. Like I, I can I' can give a specific examples, but you know I've had the opportunity over a few years to, to, to preach and to share. And there are things that I would have said, say five or six years ago, that right now I would say I don't actually believe that to be true. I believe that, that I was wrong back then. Right, and so I believe it's the same with every pastor, with every minister. We, we're all growing, and we're all studying the Word, and we're all trying to learn and get to the bottom of what truth is. But as Christians, all of us need to develop this ability to discern what is right and what is wrong according to Scripture. So uh, let, let's read um, our First John chapter four, verse one to six. Excuse me. It says, beloved. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone into the world. By this, you know the spirit of God. Excuse me again. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist whom you have heard was coming and now already and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So there's there's something that is clearly very important in the mind of John who's writing this letter. As one of the early leaders of the church, as someone who walked alongside Christ, this is something that he feels is of utmost importance to teach the young church about learning to test the spirit, about learning to understand what is true and what is not concerning scripture. And he uses the example in here about anyone who claims that Jesus Christ came in the flesh is of God. Anyone who doesn't, anyone who denies that Jesus came in the flesh is not. That's just one example, but but he's showing them that there are teachers who will claim to be of God and claim to be speaking on behalf of God who do not um, believe that Christ came in the flesh, so therefore you can't believe what they're saying because it contradicts the truth. It doesn't line up with what you were first taught in the beginning. So he's, he's making sure that all the people knew how to discern between what is true and what is false when listening to people talk about Scripture. Uh, and we can read this uh, in, in one of Paul's letters uh, as well, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3-5. to withdraw yourself as well as in Peter's writings in 2nd Peter uh, chapter 2 verses 1 to 3 But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle and their destruction does not. Slumber. So we see in in three letters in John's writings, Paul's writings, and Peter's writings, and this is just one example from each of them. There are actually multiple examples from each of them on, on this topic. But but we see that, that all of them are speaking about this same understanding and this same concept. Which so we can see evidence that within the early stages of the church. This was a huge concern and a reality that needed to be dealt with. This is something that, that they addressed full on. They addressed it often and they were open and honest about it, saying those who do not preach and teach the same doctrine which you heard from us, they are false teachers. And he goes as far as saying you need to withdraw from them and not, uh, not heed their words, not listen to them, not be around them because they're speaking, they're speaking destructive heresies that are against the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and go against the word of God. Yet, these men, maybe women too, were people who were claiming to be speaking on behalf of God. Just as the apostles did, just as the early church leaders did. They were making the same claim that they were speaking on behalf of God, that they were sharing and revealing to them the truth of Scripture yet they were false and there were lies and there were destructive heresies. And so the reason that these three men are addressing these things in their letters, in their writings, is because there are many within the early stages of the church that were being led away from the truth by these people who claimed to be speaking from God and claimed to be inspired by God to share something. And they were leading many away from, from the truth and from the church and from... Life with Jesus. And we can gather from the first verse that we read uh, by John, which says in verse 1, Brothers, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. That there is this natural inclination in these early believers to just take on everything that is said by a person who claims to be speaking on behalf of God. There must be this natural inclination in the lives of of these early believers that when someone says, hey, I've got a word from God, or hey, I want to teach you about Scripture, there's something in them that just goes, yeah, I'm going to take this and I'm going to accept this because I want to know and I want to learn and I want to grow. And that's a good mindset to be in, wanting to learn and wanting to grow. But as a Christian, we need to be able to, to discern what is true and what is false concerning Scripture. Because if it wasn't that big a deal, these guys wouldn't be writing this in, in these letters and warning the people of the danger of these false teachers and these false prophets who are claiming all this stuff on behalf of God but are not teaching the truth of the word and are leading people away from a true and genuine genuine relationship with Jesus. So I think it's safe to say that... the. The, the truth is not everyone who claims to speak on behalf of God is telling the truth. Not everyone who claims to speak on behalf of God is telling the truth. There are many people all throughout human history who have claimed that very thing. That God has given them alone this special revelation that's never been heard before. God's given me this new word that changes everything that we thought we knew, right? And, and there's this natural inclination and this desire in us like, yeah, to jump. Or, yeah, I'll take that as truth because it's fresh and this guy's claiming to speak on behalf of God. like, And we can get so lost in all this mess and all this stuff that's not actually true. And it's why we need to know the word of God. And it's why we need to develop this gift of discernment. And the Holy Spirit aids us in this. He, 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 the scripture says that he teaches teach us and he will remind us of all the things that we've been taught. He won't remind you of anything that's false. He will remind you of the truth of what you've been taught. So a big part of this is is, is learning to understand more of the Holy Spirit's role in our life as well. right? So you've got all these people throughout human history claiming to speak on behalf of God. And and when they do this, it, it tends to change or alter one of the core tenets or the core doctrines of the true Christian faith. They bring in this new thing, this new ideology, this new idea that just sounds better than it did before because it probably makes it easier than it was before, right? They always change something about the core doctrine of the Christian faith surrounding Jesus, surrounding his miraculous birth, surrounding his death and resurrection. Because some of us have probably read the words of Paul surrounding the resurrection of Christ, saying, if that didn't happen, then everything that we do is useless. If Christ didn't raise from the dead, then the gospel doesn't matter. It's just It all doesn't matter. It all revolves around the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yet there are people, in, even in the early church, and this is what some of the false teachings that they're dealing with, and we still have people like this today who claim to be Christians, but that, 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 that will say that Jesus never rose from the dead. And I so, say, well, how can you claim to be a Christian and follow the word of God if you don't believe that Christ was raised from the dead? Because the word itself says that if he didn't, then it's pointless. So what are you doing with your life? But these are the kinds of things. So it usually revolves around a core tenet or a core doctrine of faith. Okay? Uh, and one example in the New Testament is those who began to teach that Jesus did not actually come in the flesh. Right? We see this in 2 John, uh, 2 John 7. It says, for many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. And this is just one of the early ones, right? Claiming something that is completely opposite to what we now have as scripture. And granted, at this time, they didn't have the New Testament right so they didn't have the new testament to read but but we we do now and so there was these people going around saying Jesus Jesus never came in the flesh if he never came in the flesh how did he die for us and how were our sins forgiven and how was he resurrected if he was never like it, it just it changes the core doctrine of of what we believe of why we put our faith and our hope in Jesus Christ right and so if we just 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 take a moment and think, and Zoe mentioned this before. Think about all that we have available to ourselves today online. At any time of the day, we can go and listen to people from all over the world speak on whatever topic. I could could go and I could listen to people talk about how to make the best chocolate chip cookies in the world. And I could listen to at least 100 different people who claim to have the secret recipe to make the best chocolate chip cookie in the world, right? Hugh loves chocolate chip cookies, he's with me, right? So these are 100 people who claim to make the best chocolate chip. Can they all be making the best chocolate chip cookie in the world? No, there's going to be one that's better than every single other one, right? So that means 99 people out of those 100 are telling a lie because their cookie's not the best, they may believe it is right, but it 's not they can 't all be the best cookie in the world and, and like whatever topic you, you could look up any topic of scripture online, something that interests you, something that you want to dive into more maybe you you want to understand forgiveness, you want to understand grace, you want to understand the the Resurrection, whatever topic surrounding scripture that you're interested, you can type that in and you can listen to countless men and women from all over the world, from different faith backgrounds, from different understandings, from different denominations, what speak on that topic. And they will all be claiming that what they're saying is truth. But what they're saying is not going to line up with what everybody else is saying. So it can't all be true. And see, that's one of the the dangers that that we have in today's generation with all this information and stuff available to us at, at, at our fingertips. And it's so easy to be deceived by somebody claiming to speak on the word of god right we we could you could even go right now and listen to preachers from all over the world ministers preaching in churches all over the world and you might have your your favorite ones if you like to listen to right and there's just thousands of videos articles on everything, every topic, but it can't all be true because they're contradicting each other. And, and, and these people, like that, you can watch online. You've got all people ranging from professionals in their fields who maybe have studied for 20, 30, 40 years and they're, they're you know, experts in their field, not just specifically scripture, but you know, whatever. And then you've got people putting on videos who've maybe been interested in the topic for like a week and already think that they know everything or already think that they know something different compared to all these professionals who's been doing it for 40 years, right? You, all kinds of people put can put whatever you, they want online and claim it to be true. So, so when we think about this and we think about the thousands of preachers and so-called teachers of the Bible that we can listen to online, do we just believe every single thing that one of these people is speaking is the inspired? Is inspired by God? Because I don't think we can. Because it would be foolish of us to just assume that every video we watch of someone claiming to have a, prophetic word or this message from God is actually inspired by the word of God and not just a doctrine that they want to teach or that they maybe are purposely doing to lead people away from the truth because we know that the enemy wants to do that and there are people he's using in this world to lead people away from the truth and the reality of life with God. So uh, as long as truth exists, there will always be those who speak falsely about it to try and turn people away from actually knowing what the truth is. And this is especially truth, uh, true regarding the Word of God. There, there are people in this world who want you to misunderstand and misinterpret what Scripture says. That, that's their goal. That's their aim. And it's why we as believers need to know what the Bible says. So that we hear the rubbish that is out there claiming to be true. We know the difference and don't become confused or swayed by false teaching. Second Timothy 4, 3-4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires because they have itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. People will say things that people want to hear because when we hear something that sounds good to us we want it to be true because it sounds good. might make us figure, that'd be great if that was true so I'm going to run with that idea and let me give you a couple uh, an example of such false teachings that, that exist today that is deceiving many in America right now and is actually beginning to become more prevalent in Australia as well and it's called, uh, it's called progressive Christianity progressive Christianity I think just from the name itself we can realise it's a load of rubbish Right, but it's it's called progressive Christianity. I don't have time to go into full detail about everything that they believe and, and each kind of sect of this have their different parts of scripture that they accept and parts that they reject and, and all this kind of stuff. But here are uh, a few common ones right? that is actively taught as truth and that many people believe. Okay, so the, the first thing... Uh, that they teach is it because we are now uh, we're further in the future than the apostles and the disciples were. So because we're further in the future, we've had more time to learn. We've had more time to study. We've had more time to interpret the word of God. So maybe those guys back then, you know, they didn't quite get it. But now we're we're smarter, and, and we have so much more available to us. So, so we no longer have to actually abide by the words that the apostles taught because they they made a few mistakes, right? They they said a few things here and there that just that weren't right. So we'll just change this part of scripture, and, and we'll just do things this way. And that's their belief and their understanding that today because we're further into the future that, that, that we somehow uh, understand God better than these men ever could have all these years ago so we no longer have to abide by what they say in the word. Right? False. Obviously. But does it sound good? Like it kind of sounds good. Right? It, it kind of like uh, which means if I don't Particularly like this verse of scripture, I can. Oh, Paul didn't know what he's talking about about that. I, I don't have to. Don't have to worry about it. Sounds good, and you can see why people want to believe that because it makes being obedient to God a whole, much, a whole bunch easier. Because you can just change whatever you want. So they teach that if you don't like or don't agree with certain parts of Scripture, that you can just ignore that part. Uh, Essentially saying you can live your life however you want. There's no need for obedience. There's no need for for truth. And I don't understand how they... Anyway, I don't want to go down that track. You're probably thinking this like idiots. Um, I'm up to you. There's parts of progressive Christianity that believe in what's called uh, universalism. Something like that and so the 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 idea uh, the idea is that the universe and everything in it is the body of God right it's the actual physical if you want to use that word body of God that everything in the universe is a part of the body of God and because we are because we are a part of that body then Therefore, we are God and we are by nature divine in ourselves. So, hey, sounds pretty good, right? Heresy, exactly. But it sounds good. And you people get confused. Hey, I, I'm, if I believe this, then I can believe that I'm divine by nature and that, that I am actually God. Right? But those of us who have read scripture, and, and know Scripture, and have the Holy Spirit in us speaking to us, teaching us. Hear that, and immediately the warning bells should go off because it's it's wrong. But this is stuff that's being taught to people who are claiming now, and the people in these progressive churches are claiming to be Christians, and all this kind of stuff. Right? It's just it's crazy. They're being taught by men and women who are claiming to be speaking on behalf of God and are claiming to be speaking inspired by Scripture. And that's that's just a few small insights into progressive Christianity. Another one that that they believe, that, that they don't believe that a loving God could ever have put Jesus on the cross. So they don't believe in the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ because God would never do that. And there's some in that that um, that use the term surrounding the um, the death and resurrection of Jesus. They, they they describe it as cosmic child abuse. Is the term that they. Cosmic child abuse, right? It's it's just weird, but that's what's being taught as truth. And so when we gods, people hear things like this, we, and obviously with those ones, we know straight away, that that's just rubbish and, and, and that's false. And there's some of the, the, more, uh, the, the more drastic ones, I suppose, that straight away we should be like, yep, that's rubbish, get it out of there. You know, I'm, I'm not taking that in. I'm not going to believe that because it's false and it doesn't line up with Scripture. But when we God's people hear things being spoken by somebody who claims to be speaking on, on behalf of God, do we know straight away when things are contrary to Scripture? Or, 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 or are there some things that maybe we believe because somebody once said it that isn't actually the truth of the Word of God? Are we able to, dis- to discern simply by hearing these false words that they are untrue? H- have we learnt to test the Spirit behind the words that we hear? knowing that not everyone who claims to speak on behalf of God is telling the truth? Like, do we? Because I I said it before, I can think of things that I believed early on in, in my walk with God that I now know to not be true, but I believe them because somebody once said it to me. And I'm not saying that the person who said it to me was necessarily trying to lead me down the wrong path, or maybe they just hadn't yet had this understanding either. But it's why it is so important that we know the word of God, that we know what we believe and why we believe it. And begin to even look into the evidence of why we believe what we believe. Because it, it, it's it's super easy to just come, yeah, I, I believe in God and, and I've been saved and great. But then the moment that somebody maybe outside of the church and you're trying to meet with them begins to ask you questions, okay, why do you believe that? You're just like, but someone told me once. Like, we need to know why we believe what we believe. So that when we hear this, this rubbish or, or, or people come to us with, you know, with an understanding like some of the stuff we've spoken about, we know what is true and what is not so that we can teach them the truth of the word of God. So that people are no longer deceived by all this stuff and rubbish in the world. Let's let's just pray. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are a God who cares. That you are a God who, who desires for us To know you intimately. And you have worked throughout human history to bring us to this point in time where we are free to have this relationship with you, Jesus, knowing and understanding what you did for us and what it means for us. And Father, I just pray for every single person in this place this morning that you would continue to develop within each of us this ability to discern between what is true and what is false concerning your word. Holy Spirit, that that, that we would each know you more and know your voice better, Lord God, so that as soon as we hear something that is untrue, we just cast it out, Lord, and that we, your people, would would chase after and desire to know and to understand the fullness of the truth of the word of God, that we would not be deceived, Lord, by any false teaching, by any false idea. That leads us away from a genuine knowledge of you and your word, God. And for anything that is in any of us, Lord God, that we have believed that maybe isn't completely true or completely correct. Bring it to our our minds, Lord God, and teach us the truth. Lord, we want to know you. We want to know the truth so that we can share your truth with all those who come into our lives. Father, thank you for what you're doing in our church. Thank you for what you're doing in each and every one of us. Lord, we want to know you. In Jesus' name, amen.